Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined formally and officially by new co-hosts of the show, Andy and Brian Kamenetsky. You know them from The Athletic. You know them from the Lando Lakers podcast. They ran the uh, LA Times Lakers blog uh, way back in the day before people understood that blogs were actually something you could make money off of. Uh, you had the you had what you guys unfortunately doing? we we didn't understand that either <laughs> not nearly well enough whoa uh, yeah and then and then ESPN Cover the LA like you ESPN guys... LA 710 ESPN we've yeah. basically covered the Lakers for pretty much every outlet out there uh yeah, going I mean back. so you was just like you I, I played honestly what team, happened I played probably. for the team for four seasons I mean that was that <laughs> I think you know, makes me an insider you're not Mike Penberthy I thought this whole time huh. <laughs> Um, we no, don't but, all look alike, Anthony. You guys, <laughs> you guys, you guys have been going down your checklist, and you're like, "Ah, crap! I guess Locked On Lakers is big enough to where we have to work for them too." Now, what's more, we just so, ran out of places. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we've literally covered the Lakers everywhere you possibly can, and it, Locked it, On implied, Lakers is it. <laughs> strongly implied in your list is that we've also been let go by those places. <laughs> Look, I wasn't going to bring it up, you know, and uh, <laughs> that was your choice. Uh, but yeah, really excited. The uh, a- a- Andy and Brian are, are hopping on here. They are they are jumping on this ship. I apologize in advance to what this is going to do to your mentions. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, I am also uh, mildly contented to be uh, joining the show. I'm very, <laughs> very okay with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, we're looking forward to uh, slowly forcing you out. It should be good. (laughs) I'm already outnumbered. It's a coup is really what this is. (laughs) That's what Harrison was trying for literal years. So good luck. Well, he Um, needed a second. That was the problem is he didn't bring in a second person. I mean, once you start making the numbers in your favor, Anthony, you're kind of screwed. Yep. Yeah. I I realize this now uh, after the fact. Uh, once I welcomed you guys onto this, that I have just uh, started my own demise. But you know what? Yeah. That's how this was always going to go. And, like, and, if, and Andy, if we're being Andy's honest, nicer, that's how this but go. Andy's nicer. I'm deeply, deeply petty. So I, I, I'm looking forward <laughs> to this process. Um, all right. So what today we're get, what we're going to do today? Uh, we're going to over the weekend. The Lakers got probably the win of the year. I would probably say, and uh, so we're going to discuss that win. Obviously, it's Mailbag Monday, so the second segment, we are actually going to dive into the Kamenetsky brothers' mentions for those questions because all of you are too lazy to hop onto iTunes and leave a five-star review. Um, and then uh, and then in the uh, third segment... Yes. <laughs> I, left, I left a bunch of questions, but they're all under one-star reviews. Is that is that okay? <laughs> I mean, that's some Galaxy Brain stuff, doing that to your own show now. And then... The uh, And then in the third segment, we are going to discuss everything that is going to be coming here with the show. I have been uh, kind of teasing this now for weeks uh, about where the show is going to be going um, in the in the post-Pete era and in the Tegna era and all of that. So some really exciting stuff uh, that's actually in the work. So uh, let's start, though, with that game. And um, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch it. I <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, we went to, uh, we, we, we took a little kind of family staycation and, and, uh, I was not able to watch it. And I woke up this morning and I was like, wait, the Lakers did what? So I've since watched it. I went back and rewatched the game or, or, or watched it for the first time. Uh, but I was not there for it live. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of curious, Brian, like 
on a scale of one to holy crap, where the hell did that come from? Like that's got to be one of the most surprising Lakers wins in recent history, right? I mean, other than when I forget which year it was, where the one of the kind of god awful Lakers squads beat up on the <laughs> on the Warriors at, at Staples Center and just blew yeah. them out of the ran them out of the building. That was right. a remarkable game. Was that the one where Larry Nance dunked on KD? I, I think that was I that think one. Think right? so, but it was it was like I, I think the Warriors had been in LA for like a week. So like you, you could chalk that one up a little bit to partying, I think as yep. much as anything. Hashtag um, LA nightlife. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, it was, it was shock. I spent almost the entire game just being like, okay, well they're going to make a run. They being Brooklyn, they're going to make yeah. a run. They're going to make a run. But then what, once, once Kyrie got tossed, because mm-hmm. Lakers had Lakers had no ability to stop Kyrie really i mean he was kind of getting to do whatever he wanted yeah um once that happened i was like you know what? i think they're gonna win this game because the way they were playing the thing about this group and i think andy agrees with this too it's like they play so hard they're not gonna give up on anything and so when they get a lead if they manage to shoot well enough to get a lead they their defense is really good they are hard to come back on so if you fall behind against them you could be in trouble so yeah. yeah, I mean by the fourth quarter, I was like, I think they're gonna win this game. <laughs> but the fourth, I mean, by the fourth quarter, the thing was completely out of hand. And then you had the Ben McLemore show, mm-hmm. um, who you know absolutely made his presence known in this game and introduced himself to Laker fans who probably are gonna have very unrealistic expectations <laughs> for Ben McLemore moving forward. But Ben McLemore as- and Damian Jones, Kobe Shaq 2.0, right? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say by fans having unrealistic expectations for Ben McLemore, I really mean Anthony. That's really who I was talking about. But this was a game, though, where I think you really saw the Lakers beyond just playing their asses off. And like what Brian said, like they will compete no matter what the circumstances are. And And we've seen that really in the Frank Vogel era. This is just a team that doesn't really coast throughout the regular season. I thought they did a really good job identifying the points of strength that they could have while shorthanded and mm-hmm. really milking them. For example, the way they kept going with Andre Drummond in this game, yeah. like recognizing Brooklyn, you know, forget being a team that doesn't have a lot of defensive talent to begin with. They have no interior presence defensively at all. Right. So this is a type of game where, you know, in a perfect world, do you want Andre Drummond necessarily posting up as much as he would in uh, against Brooklyn? No. But against LaMarcus Aldridge, yes, you're willing well, to see that. Eh, and those and, no. and those those Andre Drummond post ups are going to be Anthony Davis post ups. Like that's yeah. that was that was you know the Friday before this weekend. I was on uh, the locker room app, which by the way you can follow me on there, same uh, at as on Twitter, and we do that every Friday afternoon. And and uh, and yeah, I was I was on there, and somebody asked like, hey, you know what? Why do, why doesn't it seem like you're taking uh, Brooklyn as seriously as everybody else? And and I said like. They're starting DeAndre Drummond and their bigs off the bench are Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. And uh, while those guys were obviously well, fantastic Claxton, players. Well, let's not, let's not be dismissive of Nick Claxton. But, but that's the thing, though. Because of, because of the, the locker room politics, Claxton isn't actually going to get the, the kind of minutes that he probably should. No, I, you know? see, I disagree with that. He, we saw DeAndre Jordan's out of the rotation. Uh, Claxton yeah. actually, Claxton's playing. I mean, this yeah. is, it's funny because I, I know that, you know, Andre Drummond's minutes has been uh, a bit of a worry spot for you, Anthony. Um, Little. You know, only on four out of five shows per week. But um, <laughs> like, I, I think what we're seeing with DeAndre Jordan is 50 minutes a night. 
<laughs> I think it's reflective in a lot of ways of what we saw last year with Frank Vogel, with uh, the way he took JaVale in and out of the rotation, Dwight Howard in and out of the rotation, putting Mar- uh, Marquise Morris in and out. Like, I think when, when coaches have stars that will back your play, like mm-hmm. Frank Vogel with LeBron and AD or Steve Nash with uh, KD and, and Harden and Irving, you can get away with a lot. And yeah. you can get through a lot of those politics. So, like, I, it, I thought about, I, we're talking about DeAndre Jordan here. We're not right. talking about him sitting, you know, one of the, you know, we're not talking about him sitting KD or playing Harden less or taking Kyrie out and only playing him for 25 minutes a game because somehow those were like, that's not going to happen in the same way the Lakers are going to play Dennis Schroeder a lot, whether Schroeder, like, because he matters. DeAndre mm-hmm. Jordan is a friend, you know, of these guys and he's a buddy. But he is, they're not going to, you know, KD, Harden, and and Kyrie are not going to bend their title odds to make sure DeAndre plays. That is not going to happen. So I it doesn't mean, matter. Jared it's Allen is in Cleveland largely in part to, to these locker room politics. Like, you know. And and I think maybe after after sending him out well, to get seeing, James Harden to though. get James Harden they got James right. Harden they didn't <laughs> they, they didn't, didn't salary dump him <laughs> they got James Harden well, but but like the like he he didn't have to be a part of that trade like they they that was that was they apparently like from what I read that it was like kind of a separate deal they were just like yeah I mean like we can send him to Cleveland and Cleveland can get involved or whatever because he didn't even go to Houston. Uh, Houston Houston chose not to to keep him in the first place so it wasn't that important in in the in the in the you know the math of the trade or whatever but, but yeah either way though i i just think like when it what it, it comes down to in watching that game a lot of the the weaknesses that brooklyn or that was showcased in that game are going to be exponentially more applicable when andre drummond turns into anthony davis you right know? I, and, I i would remind people because this actually zooms right into a, the second segment mailbag we're just using up a mailbag question now uh, in talking about the legitimacy of the of the nets I realize Anthony Davis, LeBron James also did not play in this game. I get it. KD played, Harden did not, Kyrie played a half. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the Nets don't have to be great defensively. They have to be ordinary. And over the last month or so, that's basically what they've been. They've built themselves up to be pretty ordinary defensively. And when all three of those guys play, assuming all three of those guys play, that offense has the chance to be so good that it can support an ordinary defense. And, you know, I over seven games, it'll either be easier for the Nets to scheme against the team or it'll prove impossible. And it'll be easier for a team to scheme against that offense. I don't know. None of us, nobody, nobody's seen it yet. But I, I, the idea that this game somehow proves that the Nets are, you know, ought to be just dismissed out of hand because they couldn't defend, you know, the Lakers and Andre Drummond inside or whatever, I think is a little silly. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not dismissing them. You know, I'm saying I don't take them as seriously as, as other people out there do, which I still think they're the best team in the East. I still think You're, the Lakers you may going, not be dismissing them, Anthony, but Kyle Downey at UWO Halley 12 is he's dismissing them. And I think we all sit on what Kyle Downey says. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, Kyle kindly. You're wrong. They're really, <laughs> they're really, really good. Uh, but I just don't, I don't, I don't, I still think the Lakers when healthy are, are better. They're, they're a more balanced roster on both sides of the ball. 
This is, though, a game that for people that want to find flaws with the Nets or just want to look at this team and just not think of them necessarily as completely invincible as they could be on paper, this is the one that that they're going to remember. And I don't mean just the Lakers. I mean teams around the league. Because even if they didn't have James Harden, even if they only had uh, Irving for only a half. Had, right. The Lakers, the Lakers were half, missing half of their team right. and they no, it, lost, it was they lost really... Dennis Schroeder. Let me finish. They lost yeah. Dennis Schroeder when Irving got ejected. There shouldn't be much to defend at all at yeah. that point. And this wasn't and like they it got ended run. like the Gonzaga UCLA game on a bank shot at the very end. This was an ass whooping. Like, right. This they was, got this was... run. So <laughs> yeah. again, it doesn't mean that the nets are completely fraudulent, but I do think that this is the type of game that chips away a little bit at yeah. that air of invincibility. Maybe I like yeah, the, Lakers, I the Lakers get 27 points from, uh, the, from, uh, Ben McLemore and Alfonso McKinney. They've either won by 25 or <laughs> lost by 25 <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, on Saturday or it was, it was, they, they won, but, I just, I mean, I think for me, it's nothing like literally nothing about this game. I'm projecting forward to a potential finals matchup, which by the way, I'm dying to see, yeah. um, you know, between the Lakers and Nets, just because Phyllis between the, between the stars, the philosophies, the, the Nash, all of this stuff is completely fascinating. The sage. Yeah. This game is monumentally important for keeping the Lakers. If, if, if we wake up at the end of May or whatever it is, middle of May, whenever the season ends and the Lakers aren't in that play in tournament, you might be able to look back at the, this game, a game that they stole mm. that nobody projected them to win as a reason that, they, that they're, that they're not having to do that. And I, I really do believe that while there is an, pretty strong chance the lakers would be fine if they ended up a seven or an eight they'd get out of that thing and it'd be okay as long as the stars are playing and if they're not we all know they're kind of screwed anyway it's not you don't want to be in that game you don't want to be in that tournament you want to have to you know something weird happens and they stole this game they stole a game they weren't supposed to win after not stealing a game in miami that they you know you kind of look at and say maybe they could win yeah so that's a huge deal that's a Mm -hmm. huge and, you know, now I, I, I think that to me is what matters in this game. The Lakers shot 56% from three-point range and the Nets shot 18. Like, I mean, I'm just like, there was a lot of weird stuff going on here. It was a great game. It shows how hard they play, how much grit they're going to have in the playoffs and that they're not, you know, what was the thing last year, guys, with the, the billboards? Um Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, street lights over spotlights. Right, they're still they're still street lights. They're not the spotlight team. They're a street light team or whatever. Yeah. A hard hat. Well, they could be both. Whatever. You know, yeah. <laughs> turns like, out the the Clippers weren't ready for spotlights either. No. Um. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick second here. When we come back, we're going to uh, answer your guys' questions. The, uh, the Kamenetsky brothers, Andy and Brian. Nope, Andy. Andy was out there. I gotta say, Andy. <laughs> uh, I appreciate this. It, Pete at no point ever used his uh, social cult, uh, I mean following, um, to <laughs> to uh, ask for questions. And and a day into the uh, new era of Locked On Lakers, you're out there asking for questions. So Look, Andy in, asked in, for questions. In fairness to Pete, who is our friend as well, if Pete oh, yeah. put this question out on his social media, he would have so many questions to sift through that right. you wouldn't actually be able to narrow them all down to do the upcoming segment like no, the, yeah. the, the claw the if claw. i if i asked for if i i would you know sometimes ask for questions i would say hey man like do you mind retweeting this and just getting some que- 50 questions yeah exactly. regularly so i mean so like, 
Pete's um, a busy man. He is. He is. And he's like fantastic, like legitimately great at what he does. I love like just, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm petty. I legitimately love Pete. And the fact that he had to leave to go work for the Lakers is something that I'm pretty damn proud of. Uh, but <laughs> it is awesome. Well, you uh, can, I mean, you know, these are not mutually exclusive things, Anthony. You can be petty and still be happy for Pete. <laughs> I mean, yeah. why choose? I mean, don't 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 limit yourself. I guess I, I guess you can spell petty without Pete, but still, Petty <laughs> Pete was was uh, was was a a very fond character, somebody a character that I was really fond of uh, on the show. All right, so let's go ahead and take a quick second here. When we come back, we're gonna dive into the Kamenetsky brothers' mentions for a couple questions, and then uh, and then yeah, in the third segment, you guys should stick around, and we're going to tell you guys what all is next for Locked On Lakers. Today's show is brought to you in part by Indeed. Look, I just went about hiring people for the show and uh that can be a very stressful experience but indeed is here to make that easier indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one two three post screen and interview all on indeed get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job description faster only pay for the candidates that meet must have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews on your indeed dashboard Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from from more than 130 skill tests or add your own, then add your must-have requirements so only you pay for candidates and applications to meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. So to get started, you can do so right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com locked. Again, get a free $75 credit at indeed.com locked. Indeed.com slash locked offer valid through June 30th terms and conditions apply. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code locked on, and you will save 20% off your next order. Not your first, your next. So however often you go to the website and you make a purchase, use that promo code locked on, and you're gonna save 20% off. And you're saving 20% off on an incredible product. We've been working with these guys forever now. And it is a the kind of thing, the kind of partnership you're really proud of, not just because of the ability that we've been able to work together, but also because of how great the product itself is and how easy it is to sell. I've told my family about it, close friends back home, uh, friends that I've made out here. I personally use it almost every day, basically. I, I would probably say I'm closer to every day than anything else, any other way you could describe this thing. It's great for me because I'm always on the go, always have some errand to run or something to ride or something like that. Avery got into some kind of trash or something, so I have to clean up and don't have enough time to uh, eat a full meal. Built Bar is, is has been great with that. I've lost weight since we've started working with them because it's a super healthy bar. Great flavors, great textures, just an all-around fantastic product. So one more time, head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, 
the best protein bar you'll ever eat. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, Brian, welcome to the show, and you get to read the questions now. Oh, thanks, big <laughs> big guy. Look at Andy. It's like, okay, you guys might be joining the show, Andy and Brian, but I'm still in charge. You read questions when I tell you to read <laughs> I am very much not in charge. I spent this whole week or this weekend uh, knee-deep in highly chlorinated water yeah. to to make sure that avery didn't drown out there at, at the kalahasi resort or whatever so is your so euphemism yeah. for tequila nice low-key dad flex didn't let my daughter drown good yeah job. i mean she's still around I've, i did my job she's still around and yes tequila also was involved <laughs> um yeah no look we're all three uh married men with children we stopped being in charge a long time ago <laughs> um all right so you go to at cam brothers and uh that's where you find uh, me and andy on twitter you go to at cam brothers we already answered one of those questions from kyle downey uh about the nets that was sort of the last segment there we'll start with this one from tom t at t tolman if the playoffs started today assuming everyone healthy what would the lakers short playoff bench rotation look like not the starters, but who are the guys do you think get the most run off the bench? It's an interesting question. Andy, off I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you take it because I I have thoughts, but I I'm I'm kind of curious where you go with this one first. I mean, there's three guys off the bench that you know are going to be in that rotation, and that's Trez, Kuz, Alex Caruso. Like those three guys are definitely going to be part of what will be at minimum an eight man rotation. From there, I think it starts turning into a combination of matchups, who's playing well, and how big of a rotation Vogel wants. Because by his own admission, he likes a big rotation if he can pull it off. But usually during the playoffs, that becomes more difficult to do. Just, you know, the, imp the minutes become so much more important. You've got less time to screw around. So from there, I think it's going to be some combination for the ninth guy between Wes Matthews THT, maybe Ben back, Ben McLemore, you know, Wes, assuming he's healthy, THT, assuming he's ready and Ben McLemore, I guess, assuming he's reliable. And then Mark Gasol turns into some type of situational lefty. Like he's going to be this year's JaVale or Dwight. There's going to be series where he matters. There's going to be series where he probably doesn't play at all. Yeah. I, the, Ben McLemore is interesting to me because like it, that's actually kind of where I wanted you to start because you said a lot of stuff there that uh, <laughs> continues to perplex me, you know, in terms, not, ter not in terms of like your take, like I, you're wrong. It's just that like the math of all of this is really interesting to me. I don't, I, I legitimately don't know where they're going to go with a lot of these decisions. You're looking at like Marcus all. It's funny because <laughs> People say, all right, the Lakers signed Drummond and they had to make all these promises to, to sign Drummond in the first place. Were no promises made to Marcus Gasol when he signed a, 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 a veteran's minimum deal to come to the Lakers? Like, that's kind of that's kind of interesting to me that he's going to go from that to like not playing in some spots. I think I yep. think you need to remember whatever yep. promises were made to Andre Drummond. And we don't know any of this for sure. These are not blood oaths. Like, this is not some blood in, blood out yep. situation. Like, yeah. 
They, I'm sure they Sorry, told guys, Andre, we're not going to try to go win a title because we promised Andre Drummond a yeah. certain amount of minutes. No. I LeBron, mean, right. LeBron will escort him personally to the bench if he doesn't. Like, I'm sure they there. told him, we're, you know, there's a certain amount, like, you know, 25 to 30 minutes that in theory we could have you play if things are going well, if in the, the matchups work well, if you're playing well. But what's the worst thing that happens if Andre Drummond's reported promise isn't kept? He doesn't re-sign with the team that he's not likely to re-sign with anyway because what's of what's he going to do? What's he going to do? He's, is he going to make a big fuss publicly about his minutes while the Lakers are driving for a uh, a title in a year where he's got to show that he's he's a, can be a valuable part of a good team because he's trying to get paid? It, yeah. Like if they need to sit him down, they'll sit him down. There could be some series where he plays less. If he you know if he plays well defensively, they'll be then he's going to play. If yeah. he if he looks weak there, it's the same thing as Trez. You know, if Trez plays well defensively, he's going to play more. If he doesn't, then the Lakers are going to cut his minutes down, and, and the, like the Clippers should have more last year. And like that's just how it's going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think I don't know how much Wes Matthews are going to see. I think Macklemore becomes a sort of a situational guy you need to space the floor. You know, there could be stretches where you don't see a ton of Markeith, you know, depending on how Drummond's playing. You oh, know? you know what? I completely forgot about Markeith. Right. I think thing. you'll see a I lot of Car- I think you'll see about Caruso. Him. You'll see Caruso because he's that good defensively. And we saw what happened, you know, last year. Um, I think you'll see some Keith, but I don't think it'll be consistent. Sometimes THT, but probably not a ton. I, I don't think he's going to be wedded to anything. I think, you know, the, the seventh and eighth and ninth guys in these rotations are going to change. I think Anthony based on matchups, he showed himself very willing. Frank Vogel did to do that last yeah. year. Yeah. And, and, and he has even more kind of brand equity to be able to do so this year after winning a championship. Um, I was kind of hoping that you would have forgotten about Dre uh, just for, <laughs> just for the, just for the joke's sake, but, but you know, we, we forgot. About I just wonder, like Alfonso McKinney went, you know, what for 10, nine and four on Saturday. Andy, I've, no, I've always he, thought he was little Alfonso talented. McKinney slander by not even considering him in this rotation. I've always, but, I've, I've always thought he was very talented and I've, I've been kind of waiting for non garbage Alfonso McKinney minutes all year, but uh, that's the kind of thing that you worry about or you wonder about when you do a daily deep cuts the whole thing is a deep cut um all right on to rob g at rob g 81 must be 80 other rob g's um how do you foresee the ad ad2 pairing andre drummond and anthony davis uh anthony irwin well all right before we get into the actual pairing and the chemistry and all of that um if you're doing this chemistry wise, are you going 80 squared a two D like, what are we, what are we doing here for the, for the acronym of their pairing? Is this, this is, this is dangerously close to nickname talk. And there is nothing I detest more than the internet's compulsion and like, like almost scary need to give everything a nickname, every player a nickname. Okay. Um, so but, I, I, I have not considered this. I, I do not. I, I know I'm supposed to yes. And everything. Um, <laughs> I cannot yes. And this because I detest the nickname giving game. I'm thinking it's 80 squared. I, 80 squared makes sense. It's just, it it's compact. It, you, you get through it quickly, whether you're a nickname person, whether you're not a nickname person, 
either way, you're done with it fast. And right. I think that's what really matters most. <laughs> like, you don't have to drag the nice. thing out. And you know what's nice is it, it, it makes it seem like Andre Drummond is a co-equal partner here, which he isn't. <laughs> but it's nice. It makes him feel right. good. This, this so, is sure. Anthony. If you're still worried in like mid-May about this 25 to 30 minute promise to Andre Drummond, just rest assured he'll be happy with 19 minutes a night knowing he got a nickname. Like right. he's going to be cool with the whole thing. Like he, was, he, he, he didn't was, have that in Cleveland or Detroit. So it's going to be Hutch fine. For a little bit. Starsky, he, he got to, you know, attach himself to the Starsky and Hutch thing. And he was Hutch for a little while and he won yeah. a championship. So it's going to be all good. That's how they're going to assuage Andre Drummond I'm, is having part of a nickname. One of the things I'm actually really, because Pete left on... Like yes, we this, know Pete is gone. This, yes, we well, get this it. cliffhanger. Well, because he left, and like this thing that he and I disagreed with the most. Let him like, go. We just like just, we we did not see eye to eye on it. So I'm really happy that you guys are are hopping in here to tell me that no, actually, Anthony, it's going to be okay. Thirty minutes a night might not. It might not actually be thirty. It might be closer to do a like different some, number. Sometimes it might be good, and you know this this, this sometimes thirty, 30 minutes, minutes of Andre Drummond is never good. good. Like it's just not. I, I just, we don't hear, but we don't know because we've never seen what Andre Drummond looks like on a good team. He's yeah. only played for crap teams, and that makes a difference. And but am he was I part somewhat, of those crap teams, though? Like that's of course what I, he was. That's what I have a hard time separating. Here. He's also, but he's also the third best player on this team, fourth, depending on what you think of him versus Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Like, and the gap between two and three here is massive. So it's like, yeah. you know, go do what you, you need to do. Like, he's not like, I, I know we talked about this earlier in the episode. Andy and I were talking about this yesterday, watching the game Sunday, watch or Saturday, watching the game. Like, I don't like Andre Drummond in the low. I love the quick action. They get the ball up really quick up the floor and dump mm-hmm. it down to him uh, early in a possession before the defense gets that. That's great. They did some great stuff off fake dribble handoffs. You know, there's a little too much featuring Drummond in isolation. None of that is going to happen when ad and lebron are are there none of yeah. it and so you know drummond's gonna let uh ad space the floor i think guys you know when you talk about that pairing you know to to address the question drummond's ability in the high post has been pretty good as a passer so that opens up space for ad to get low a little bit so he's not just wandering around the perimeter which i think is the worst of anthony davis and then mm-hmm. There could be a lot of crunch time where drummond's not on the floor and anthony davis playing the five just like it was last year i'm cool with this yeah, the, the AD squared pairing is interesting to me in that like what it still hinges upon is Davis being able to shoot. Like that's the just like just like last year with JaVale and with Dwight, if AD is out there knocking down jumpers, then those guys can be on the court and and the spacing and the geometry of the sport still works out. Um, mm. If he isn't, though, it gets clunky quickly. And to your point, Brian, if it gets clunky, then Vogel in a postseason setting has shown that he will move on from that quickly, which yeah. I hope remains the case despite whatever promises were made to Andre Drummond. Sorry, there are, there are two players on this team that need to be made happy at all times. Mm-hmm. LeBron James and Alex Anthony Caruso. Davis. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> Devontae Kaycock. <laughs> and and everybody, else, everybody else, everybody <laughs> else yeah. is still making negotiable. promises to Damian Jones. Um, do we have time for one more? Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, Damian Jones. All right, yeah, yes. we got we got time for one more question. I think 
All right, uh, we'll do this. Bon at Zangerstein or Zangerstein, I'm not sure, uh, asks three questions, but we'll take this one. Which team in the West is a threat to the Lakers? I think this, this is an interesting one. Denver. Denver is the team that I'm the most nervous about. They look really effing good since they got Aaron Gordon. They, they you know, and he's an athletic wing defender who can give LeBron problems and uh, Jokic is the best not LeBron player in the conference, I think. Even better than, I think, Kawhi. I think he's better than Paul George. He's going to be this year's MVP. So, yeah, I have Denver as the second best team in the West. They're looking really good right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, Sunday, Aaron, Sunday's egg laying at home against Boston, notwithstanding. But, yes. Like, like you said, Aaron Gordon being brought into that mix. And, oh, dog, sorry. Apologies. Um, <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good um, Aaron Gordon really seems like he's he's put in a good place right now. I don't know if they have quite the depth beyond their starting five that would be completely ideal in a playoff series, but that starting five has been mm-hmm. incredible. I still think, though, in terms of just pure matchups, assuming they you know have the right mindset, assuming they've got health, assuming all that, the Clippers match up really well against mm-hmm. the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like they they have the ability, I think, more than any team in the league to throw bodies at LeBron and make his life as difficult as possible. Nobody's going to shut him down, but they got a lot of different looks that they can throw at him. Yeah, and I think also, too, it's the key to some of that is who who has bodies that they can put on, but also make them work defensively. And I, I think, you know, the Clippers can do that. I, I like Denver with Gordon, I think, changes the math on how they defend LeBron and AD in a really favorable way for Denver. So I think that's a great great addition um it's funny like i i could see i have trouble seeing utah beating them just because i still don't know what they do on the wing Mm um you know that that to me is is a problem i think phoenix is too early um but they're really good but they are really good early but they you know they have guys they have guys on the wing like uh you know bridges is a really good player and a good defender and they you know jay crowder is is an is annoying i mean he's not what he quite was but like still a pretty effective player when all he has to do is go play defense and you never know Um, he's gonna dive at somebody's knees exactly (laughs) yeah Um, unfortunately that's true i'm not i i they may be too kind of young and dumb to know they're not supposed to win all that stuff i i i think i feel like the lakers if they can make shots are the best team and will beat any of these teams i could see I think Denver and the and the Clippers are the be- biggest threats. Utah and Phoenix after that, and then nobody else is going to beat them. Yeah, I I think the season is actually playing out perfectly for the Clippers. Like the fact that they just kind of get to go about their business, and and now Denver's getting headlines, and they're getting coverage on the on, on the low post with with my buddy Adam there, and 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 uh, the. The Nets get all the headlines because of their big three and the Clippers just kind of get to go about their business and nobody gets to have any expectations for them because every time you have expectations for the Clippers, uh, it becomes a joke. I mean, everybody is too busy just crapping on Paul George, no matter what he says, what he does. He makes it so easy. (laughs) I know he does. Like, it's not under the basket at all times to get dunked on. It's not always deserved, but man, does he make it easy. Paul George makes it He's the so vice of social media. He makes it so yeah. damn easy, even when it is totally unmerited. There are times where I, where like, I watch like basketball Twitter. I'm just like, guys, 
Come on. Seriously. <laughs> but, <laughs> like you guys sound like a-holes. Yeah. But jokes are jokes. Right. Yeah, as we always say, funny, 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 tr- funny trumps mean. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and take another quick second here. When we come back, we are going to segue awkwardly into what the show is segueing awkwardly into. Uh, so we are going to figure out and, and, and tell you guys what's coming up next uh, with the Kamenetsky brothers hopping on here. Some of the show scheduling, some of that might be changing a little bit as well. Uh, some, some exciting stuff regarding video. So, so we'll uh, go ahead and pay a couple bills. When we come back, we'll discuss all of that. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Head on over to Bet Online. Use that promo code Locked On for a fifty percent deposit bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine be, can also be found at betonline.ag uh, and also the Twitter account bet, at betonline underscore ag. Betonline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best place to bet, place all your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. BetOnline.ag promo code locked on. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, NBA, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So I'm going to get this one started by saying this. Um, when I was coming up and the the notion of covering the Lakers wasn't even something I was taking very seriously. It was the kind of thing that Jen kept saying, like, you got to give it a shot. You got to try it. I think you're a pretty good writer, but which by the way, like is the most Jen thing she could possibly say. She's trying to like nudge me into this. She's like, no, I think you're okay. I think you're all right. Um, and so when I was coming up and, and, and uh, you know, growing in this industry as, as, as kind of wild West as it was once upon a time, uh, Andy and Brian were, you guys were just always so incredibly supportive. And I thought you guys were insanely talented. I enjoyed your guys' coverage of the Lakers. Um, it, it, you know, you actually like did a lot without knowing. And so like, you guys should probably apologize to everybody, but yeah, I was about to say, we, sorry, you guys did a lot in sorry, terms America. of like, you know, kind of showing me that no you didn't have to abide by the strict journalism rules and and you can inject a little bit of personality you just make stuff up yeah like (laughs) ethics methods um and and but i i you know so when the opportunity came along and when pete came to me and said hey i I, you know i think my role with the lakers is expanding like what do you what do you think about you know where the show is going next and and then we had a talk, I think, after one of the times that we were recording and, and I asked what was next for you guys. And and it kind of dawned on me, a light bulb literally popped above my head like, oh, my God, this could be incredible. So um, I was I, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that I got the show to a point where you guys would actually take this gig. 
So, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about where we're going next. And I want to thank you guys for the amount of support that you gave me early on in my career. And I'm, 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 I'm super excited for, for where the show is going to go next. So thank you. Well, well, I mean, thank you. And also too that, that really those kind words in the beginning were just a very polite way of saying Andy and Brian are old as hell. (laughs) This is how long they've been doing this. Like Anthony's like, I've been around a long time and those guys influenced me. (laughs) So no no way to bring in those Gen Z listeners. Like, Hey, (laughs) But no, this, this we're, remember we're the guys yeah, we just brought on some guys who were alive during the Carter administration. <laughs> remember the first vlog? I mean, the, the, their coverage of Kareem's arrival to LA right. made me realize this is what I wanted to be doing for a no, living. It was when you guys broke down in in uh, in in word form what the mic and drill is and like how it came about, you know, well, it was easy. Really once we got Mike, once we got Mike to agree to the interview, it wasn't very hard. <laughs> Um, I mean, no, I mean, we're, we're stoked too. This is, this is going to be a lot of fun. We, we've seen the way the locked on network has grown. It's been really impressive. We've seen what you've done with the show and the success that you've built with it. And we're psyched to be a part of it, man. We, we think we can bring a fun, different uh, energy and just, you know, we're, we're stoked to be a part of this. Andy's stoked. I am, as I said before, uh, mildly contented, (laughs) mildly, mildly contented. Yeah. So I am on I am on the fence. So what's coming next <laughs> on the fence? To me, literally today, standing on a fence, hanging lights in my backyard. That is, that's what I was doing. Was, it looked like a nice backyard too. You sent us a picture. Yeah. That's, that's mean, not all that Texas space you got there. That's like land. You're a landowner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, we got we got pretty lucky with the with the house that we got out here. Um shouts to David. And, you ever uh, just you ever just go out in the back backyard and just and just sort of serve like take just sort of survey your land? I do. Out there I do. And kind of look, you know, taking a look at the land. Yeah, I want to be a landowner. I'm not a landowner. <laughs> it's uh, you should move to Texas. Um, you just have to deal with like Texas, <laughs> where they don't <laughs> where they don't have a single snowblower out here, <laughs> not one. So I got to survey the land when it was all frosted over, and I couldn't I couldn't go anywhere for a week, but. So what's coming next for the show, and we're really excited about this. So Tegna, um, as you guys probably know by now, bought the Locked On Podcast Network. And as part of the deal, they want to start, you know, kind of transitioning a little bit more to video content. So uh, we are going to, at some point soon, like we were told weeks, uh, we are going, and that was weeks ago. So, you know, who knows, but. (laughs) We are going to start uh, broadcasting this show live uh, yes. on video. And, uh, you know, if you guys have enjoyed the locker room sessions that I do Friday afternoons, we're going to do a version of that while you guys are on your lunch break. Uh, we're going to do like a, a, a Lakers lunch hour, basically. And I think you guys are going to enjoy that. We'll do that live and we'll take you guys' questions um, live on air there as well. And, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to be uh, producing original video content for the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel. So keep an eye out that or for that whenever uh, that goes live as well. Uh, and we, you know, was it was it Andy or was it Brian who created the Google Doc for our, our video ideas? 
I think that was me. It was, it was, it was mildly yeah, contented. Brian yeah. went out there and, and started uh, organizing looking, content I'm that we could throw. Still trying to, I still want to get paid, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, that's how you well, go from Brian. Brian was me. feeling. Brian was feeling a lot of heat after I went out and uh, put those questions out on Twitter. <laughs> being, like being Brian really realized he needed to get his ass in gear. Right. I mean, being primarily motivated by money doesn't mean I'm not motivated. <laughs> Just, come on. So yeah, it's some some really exciting things that we're going to be working on here. We're going to be. That's yeah, um, gonna be really cool. Yeah, Locked On Lakers is really taking this this kind of leap forward. The Locked On Podcast Network is taking this leap forward, and and Tegna. Um, I remember when when uh, when the purchase actually went through, I got to have a conversation with the people with Tegna as well, and they were all really excited about uh, working with us here on Locked On Lakers and 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 uh, and and growing that in a market that they aren't even in, which is which I found interesting was that they you know they're trying to build their Los Angeles presence from the ground up using a sleepy little town. So I can see why it hasn't been on the radar. <laughs> right, right. You know, I never at any point told them, I think Does anyone consider whether or not mistake. they have television <laughs> in this Los Angeles. Yeah, Somebody look right. it up, put it in the Googler, see what comes up <laughs> on uh, ask Jeeves, I think is where, where they, where they look for all of that. Retrospect. Um, I don't know why we targeted Burlington first. But <laughs> live and learn. Well, they have that coat factory. They have that coat factory. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about where the show is going. If you guys have anything to add about, you know, what you're bringing to the table, uh, just to to fill me in, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out for myself. I, look, I don't think it is any coincidence that they're pivoting the video and brought us on at the same time. <laughs> Sex sells, baby. Ah, uh, candy. I candy. I've I've long said it. I've been waiting forever for you know for them to put my lumpy ass on 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 yep. TVs and and then you know they say the camera guys. adds ten pounds, Anthony. <laughs> In my case, <laughs> um, that's a. I think that's about all that we really need to go into. Yeah, as we more ran, details, we ran along tonight, but it was such a special show. Yeah. As as we get more details, uh, we will continue to keep you guys updated on all of that. So keep an eye out for. Uh, the Locked On Lakers YouTube channel when that goes live. Um, again, Locker Room is is a great way to uh, participate in the show as well. I know we have been putting a little bit extra pressure on them to get you guys who do not have iPhones. You could always just go out and buy an iPhone. That's that's an option for you. Um, like welcome then, our new sponsor, Apple. <laughs> and then uh, and then yeah, we'll we'll see where this uh, all goes as it makes its way and wanders uh blindly into the future so um again really excited to bring you guys on i'm i'm, I'm stoked about it um i i want to thank harris in the first place for for launching this thing with me and then uh pete for building it from there when when i decided that harrison uh and his giraffe neck weren't very uh camera friendly and then pete decided he, didn't he would have been be tough to frame that's for sure it's tough man like you know you're talking about you know so so yeah, very exciting go, stuff to come. Gotta go vertical. A lot of zooming out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh <laughs> Harrison like can't have like he does he hasn't he doesn't even have to be on the show, he just gets dumped on. It's just he's the Paul George of Lakers. A Twitter. tradition unlike any other. Yep. All right. All right. So uh that's gonna do it though for this episode of Lock on Lakers Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow uh to recap the the, Lex, the next Lakers game and uh continue to argue about Andre minutes. Until then, though, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. Day.